God's people had been in exile, not knowing what was next in a time of deep and abiding uncertainty. But God's promise remained strong. And as the people returned, the metaphor of childbirth and family expansion became the metaphor by which they were to understand God's promise of faithfulness. And so also the image of habitation, of tent making. So hear this promise from Isaiah 54 as the people return. May God bless to us the reading of this word. Enlarge the site of your tent and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. And your descendants will possess the nations and will settle the desolate towns. The word of the Lord. Please pray with me. Holy Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be receptive to thee. O God, our strength and our redeemer, we pray. Amen. Enlarge the site of your tent and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stake. For you will spread out to the right and to the left, and your descendants will possess the nations and will settle the desolate towns. It was two years ago this week that we began to hear news, and it was two years ago next Sunday that we closed the doors of the sanctuary and opened a door online, and it has been two years. We dragged cameras over from the rehearsal hall next door with cords over through the ceilings and down, and you should have seen this space with stuff all over the place, complete amateurs trying to figure out how to connect and how to do all of this. The first Sunday, we were standing here, the camera was up there, until we got a long enough cord to bring it down here the next Sunday. Anybody watching then? Anybody remember? You were very forgiving. It took us quite a while to figure the technology out, to get the staff in place, to get the right equipment when the first equipment we bought failed, and to finally figure a little bit of what we're still figuring out day to day. Um, and what else? I have been wrong about the pandemic every single time I've made a prediction. Never ask me a question. I thought it would just be a few weeks. I couldn't imagine that we wouldn't be back together fully in worship, um, fully filling the sanctuary by September, that March. I had a friend, a pastor in Minneapolis, who uh, let me know that his session had decided already in March that they weren't even going to contemplate in-person worship until January. I thought he was crazy. I thought he was far too careful, far too timid. How could it possibly take us to January of 2020. 
2020. Um, oh, 2021. I don't know. I'm all mixed up. Uh, COVID time. We're all mixed up. We don't know what year is up or down or what's going on. I continued to think it would be a few weeks and then a few weeks and then a few weeks. But hook and crook, we are to today. We, I, it, I am so grateful for an extraordinary staff and lay leadership who adapted every single moment, made decisions on the fly, of deacons who tried to figure out how to use Zoom technology to stay in touch, of announcements that went out to organize online small groups, experiments in online education, ways of getting connected. I am so proud of our leadership who rooted our decisions in a set of values that the session approved that and they were willing to be both prudent and take risks. Values like witness to honor the one we serve in all we do. Proclamation of the gospel to let nothing hinder us in telling the story of God's love for all people in Jesus Christ. Of neighborliness to care not just for ourselves but for all people. Of care for the vulnerable, especially those most at risk, as Christ would do of refuge, to be concerned for the physical safety of all who participate in our ministries, of fellowship, to be together in worship, friendship, and mission, however we are able to be, without upset, joining who we are now with all who are yet to join us as we become who we're being called to be. In short, your leadership didn't ask what we are owed at a time like this by the world. They asked, what do we owe the world? How are we our brother's keeper? How do we care for others? Not what we want, but what Jesus wants from us. And not where we want to be, but where Jesus is right now, then and now, and how we can join Jesus there. We tussled along the way and we tried to work it out without definitive evidence. Some left our fellowship for various reasons. Some also came, and some of you are here today, People who joined us in our ministry who had never set foot on our campus but found themselves here and found us nevertheless and knew that this congregation was one they wanted to be a part of. I remember when we were trying to figure out how to be in the office together and carefully welcome folks in when we needed to, and what were the protocols to do that. And I remember one day, and I share this story with permission, Joe Kaiser walked into the office, and he looked at the area back behind our kitchen, which was just a dirt area that flooded every time it rained with a dead tree in it. We had tried several times to figure out how to use it and never figured it out. It was just shut down, full of leaves. And he looked at that and we were talking about how hard it was to have people in the office. And he simply and gently said, I can take care of that. And it wasn't long before that area had a drainage system in it, had tile floors or had a, had a um, tiled 
um, area to sit in, had furniture, and we had an outside office where we could meet with members of the congregation, we could have meetings in safety, and we could continue our ministry. And how many other ways did people simply say, I can take care of that. I know how to do that. Ask me. We'll keep going. Generative and create creative improvisation in our music ministry. False starts here and there, but people keep going. So many other stories I could tell too. And you might too. At one point in the summer of 2020, I was exhausted. My wife, Lynn, was too. And we were talking about how we could possibly get a little rest, afraid like everybody else of going anywhere, not wanting to travel, concerned about staying in a hotel, knowing nothing about ventilation at that point. Everything was still cloudy for us. And I landed on an idea. I don't know where it came from, but the idea was glamping. Have you ever glamped? Fancy tents on wooden foundations out in the middle of nowhere with their own ventilation system. Somebody making a great deal of profit on this. There's one up near the Grand Canyon. And we decided that's it. A safe two days away. And so we spent way too much money, rented a tent on top of a foundation with a shower and a lighting system and heating. And we went up and we just sat and read and reflected and watched the sunset and watched the sunrise for a couple of days. What an extraordinary gift. But I realized during that time that sometimes when things are uncertain and unclear, that it takes not a permanent but a temporary structure to give us what we need. Sometimes it's a tent. So it got me thinking about tents. And I'm not a big camper, but I camped more when I was young. And some of my most cherished memories of camping were with churches, with my church, family camp. When you got pro campers and amateur campers showing up at the campsite, some who just bought a tent at Walmart down the street, well, in Michigan it was Kmart, at Kmart down the street, and others who've been doing this forever who show up and everybody's watching each other, right? The amateurs, which was my family, we're trying to put up the tent, but we don't know how. You don't put the stakes quite far enough out, and you realize you bought something with plastic stakes. Whoever thought of plastic stakes in the 70s should have lost their job because they break. And you don't put the stakes out far enough and you angle it wrong and suddenly the middle of the tent just droops. And somebody else comes along and says, I'll fix it. And they pick up the stakes and they pull them farther and pull them tight. They borrow a metal stake from the back of their pickup truck. They replace the plastic one. They pound it in at just the right angle and they say, watch that. And up goes the tent. Now, a couple of us forgot to bring hammers and are working around. Somebody got something hard to bang, to bang on this, and they take their shoe off and try it with that. But then somebody shows up with the hammer. You know, tents play a big role in Scripture. Tents are not only a real thing, as the people of Israel wandered in the wilderness living under tents, as Bedouins do today, but tents also became quite symbolic in Scripture. 
The size of the tent became a metaphor for the promise of God, as God's promise to bring in all nations was conceived as an ever-widening and enlarging tent. God's early promise was imagined in just that way. God's promise to the people as they returned to exile was repeated again in the same way. Enlarge the stakes of your tent. Expand them and pound them in right into solid ground. Deepen them. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Or hear Eugene Peterson's translation of that. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large, spread out, think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. So keep thinking symbolically. God never promises just restoration. God never promises just return. God promises recovery and transformation. New ways of being, new leases on life. We are not called to batten down the hatches or protect what's ours or draw lines or refuse to sacrifice. We are called to, to draw new windows and to use what we have and to reach out further and listen well and sacrifice. To pick up the stakes and push them farther. To get them angled right. To plant them deeper. And to get new cloth to widen the cover. It has been long in coming through a long two years, but I am bullish on the church. I am bullish on Pinnacle because the Spirit has us. I'm inspired by where we're going because the Spirit can show us. And I'm realistic about the challenges, but I am grateful for you, for leadership, for resources, for faith, for God's spirit among us, despite us, for us, and with us for others. We have much to grieve. We have buried too many from this pandemic. We have mourned with too many family members who have had gravely ill family members or have been sick, gravely sick themselves. We have experienced the fear and uncertainty of these days. We have talked about difficult things not related to the pandemic at all as the anger and concerns of the world around us have crept into this place too. We miss each other and are wondering what happened to her or him. I have extraordinary memories of when we finally reopened the sanctuary to safe worship many, many months into the pandemic, seeing tears on the faces of people who have returned, saying, I missed this place so much. But God has been with us and is with us still, 
And we also have so much to seek and so much to expect and so much yet to welcome and so much yet to create in an even wider tent. Just this past week, the new leadership from UMOM, the largest family shelter in Phoenix, came to visit our staff and reminded us that Pinnacle Presbyterian Church is the single church that provides the most support financially and in volunteer help and assistance to UMOM of any congregation in the valley. And they reminded us how much they depend upon us. And as they imagine reopening volunteer opportunities, they're engaging with us to understand how they can re-engage volunteers and establish new missions and new outreaches. Another member of our staff was engaged this week in two days of meetings on the common good on community health in Scottsdale and in the wider community and came back with excitement and questions about how Pinnacle can be engaged, not just in developing our ministries, but in developing blessed and blessing ministries in the wider community, how we can reshape our understanding of ourselves as members and neighbors of a wider community. Our attendance at our in-person Ash Wednesday service this week was the highest attendance that we've seen in years. You will, we have a welcome announcement in your annual report and later on about extraordinary leadership coming onto our church boards this year that you will have an opportunity to affirm. And you've heard this week about new leadership as Alona takes on a role, a new permanent role, leading our music ministries. And you will hear later after in our meeting today about a new initiative uh, designed and presented today for you to participate in expanding our tent. And in the coming days and coming weeks, you'll hear more announcements and more exciting news from efforts from a couple of other special session committees at work. And we will rejoice on Easter morning. I'm hopeful for Pinnacle, and I'm not alone in that. And I'm bullish, as I said, not just about our programs, but about how the tent of our message and our ministry can be a place of refuge and conversation and introduction and inspiration and action for the world in a world so desperately in need of what we have to offer and are only beginning to understand. We offer not just what we've been, we offer what we're becoming. And not just what we've preserved, but what we're opening up and giving away. And not just what we remember, but what we hope for. Enlarge the sight of your tent. Let the covers be stretched out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left, and you will welcome the future and all who come with it. And you will transform what feels lost into what is now to come. This is that moment. This is God's stake widening moment. 
And we are amazingly privileged to know this and trust this and join this despite all the worries that gather us in in a frightening, unsettling, and volatile world. Our stake is secured by God's Spirit. Come help. Amen.